Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? (laughs) Good. We're doing good. Good morning. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, sweetie. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, too. Trying to stay... For being hot. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be 101 here today. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, uh, <laughs> yep. Good morning. Good morning, sister. Yes, he is. God is good all the time. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, family. It's Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Good morning. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I feel really good this morning. Thank you. Fantastic. So good. Glad to hear that. And you are so welcome. 
appreciate all you do. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Can I can I make a prayer request this morning for Fred? Uh, you sure can, Michael. Go ahead. Her name is Sharon Bazil, and she's going for chemotherapy treatments, and uh, we're praying for her healing and. And what kind of treatment is it again, Michael? Uh, Chemotherapy. Chemo. Yes. All right. We will sure keep her lifted up. Thank you. I appreciate it. You are so welcome. Susie? Yes? I just thought about it. My son, Patrick, uh, was called... He's a National Guard, so could you keep them in prayer? Sure can. Okay. Your son's name is Patrick, correct? Yes. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. And what what service was that again? I'm sorry, Bob. National Guard. That's what I thought you said. Okay, I've got it. Does anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Susie. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday to you as well. Anyone else during the call that would like to say good morning? Anyone else join the call or would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Leomia. Good morning, Leomia. How are you this morning? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Everyone have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, Susie. Hi, Victory family. Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's Mona, by the way. Oh, I I know it's Mona. I forgot to say your name. I'm just so used to knowing oh, you. Like, <laughs> I just realized, like, oh, I'm not just talking to Susie. Hold on now. <laughs> you have a wonderful day. You too, Susie. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning before I get started? 
morning, Sister Susie. Good morning. Declare victory. Good morning, Mona. It's Dondria. Good morning, Dondria. Good morning, Sister. Okay, well, before we do move forward, we do ask that you please mute your phone so that we can proceed. And good morning again. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in June for the monthly theme entitled Journey to the Secret Place. Weeks, weeks one declarations, messages, teachings, and lessons will be based on prayer on your journey to the secret place. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. We do have two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Woman's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They would be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature, and that's by Peter Sazerell. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. We thank you in advance for your gift. Please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory or cash app dollar sign I Declare Victory. And those uh, addresses again are www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There were no spoken, I mean, there were no uh, prayer requests submitted via the app, but we do have two spoken requests. The first one is from Michael. He's asking us to pray for Sean Brazil, who is going through chemo treatment today. And Barbara is also asking that we pray for her son, Patrick, who got called to the National Guard. Then we, the corporate praise, the corporate praise today will be brought by Sabrina, and the declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we'll go right into the closing comments hosted by the declared Tanya, and I will repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declared Tanya. The scripture for today is Acts 10.30. Cornelius answered, Three days ago I was in my house praying at this hour, 
at three in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in shining clothes stood before me. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this, at this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Sabrina. Everyone have a wonderful and blessed day. God bless you. Father, we thank you for allowing us to see the dawning of a new day. We thank you. Hallelujah for another chance at grace and mercy. God, we just thank you because you're so good to us. You're so kind. You're so merciful, God. So we want to take a moment to just thank you for everything that you've given us, God. We want to thank you for everything that you're doing, everything that you've already done. We thank you, God. At a time where we have so much that we can ask you for, we dare not seek your hand before we seek your face. So we come this morning, God, with a heart of worship. We come this morning with a heart of gratitude. We come, God, with humble hearts and lifted up hands, God, worshiping you as the creator, as the all-sufficient sovereign God who reigns and rules. We thank you, God, that the troubles of this world did not catch you by surprise. God, we stand confident in the fact that you are yet in control. So we worship you from a place of gratitude, of assurance, God, that you are God and above you there is none other. So on this Thursday morning, we thank you for houses, God. We thank you for apartments. We thank you for shelter. We thank you for food, God. We thank you for watching over us as we slumbered and we slept. We thank you for watching over us as we got on the highways to make essential trips. We thank you for keeping us from the mobs and from the angry looters. God, we thank you for watching over our children. God, we thank you for keeping us from hurt, harm, and danger, danger seen and unseen. You are a merciful God. You are so kind to us, and we bless your name. God, you are good, and your mercy is everlasting, and your truth endures through all generations. We thank you for secret places. We thank you that we can hide under the shadow of your of the Almighty. We thank you that we can call you the rock of ages that has been cleft just for us. God, I thank you that you are a perfect fit for me, that I can snuggle in times of trouble and find safety. We thank you that you are the standard that's lifted when the enemy comes in like a flood. God, we bless your name. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for what you did not allow. We thank you for what you did allow. We thank you for open doors. We thank you for closed doors. God, we just bless you. We have so much to thank you for. You are so, so, so kind in the midst of a dangerous world. You are still kind. You are protection, God. You are peace. Hallelujah, you are healing, God. You are good. And your mercy, God, your mercy on this morning continues to endure. Father, we lift up those that are hurting this morning. We lift up those entrepreneurs whose businesses were destroyed. Father, we ask that they would come to know you as a restorer. God, as a repairer of the breach. God, we ask that you would encourage hearts. In the name of Jesus, we pay, pray, God, for insurance payouts, that they will not be held up, that these people will be sustained. 
days, God, we thank you for justice. We thank you for the fight for equality. We thank you for the movement for civil rights. God, we thank you. Hallelujah. The word says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence taken by force. God, we just thank you. Hallelujah for the uprising that saw justice serve. God, we ask that you would carry us through. God, we thank you for your ability to vindicate us. Your word says that vengeance is yours and you will repay. So God, we trust you with every infraction. We trust you with every wrongdoing. We trust that you will give us the victory as people. Father, we lift up those that are on the front lines, God, we ask that you will cover them with your blood. We lift up Patrick Polk to you, God, and his entire National Guard troop, God. We ask that you will cover with your blood, God. We ask for peace in the name of Jesus. We ask that your word will go forth and bring peace and healing to a torn generation. God, we thank you. Hallelujah, because you can do anything but fail. We were reminded of the scripture. Hallelujah, when you were asleep on the boat and the disciples began to worry and you set up and you said, peace, be still. And even the wind and the water obeyed you. So God, we're asking that you will speak to the wind in our lives. We're asking that you will speak to the water in our lives and just speak the word peace. In the name of Jesus, God, we lift up all those who are lost on this morning, God, without hope. Hallelujah. We stand in the gap, God. Your word says that if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, seek your faith. So, God, we stand in proxy for all of those who don't know that they need you. We stand in proxy for all of those who, God, are too arrogant to call on you. And we're asking, God, that you would heal the land. We're asking, God, that you would send peace, God, that last. We're asking, hallelujah, that you send peace that would allow the economy to recover. We're asking, God, that you would do what no other power could do. And that's to show up and be God. We're asking that you will be God even in the White House. We're asking that you will be God even in the life of the president. We lift him up to you, God. We lift him up to you, God. We lift him up to you. Even when we don't know what to pray about him, we know that we should lift him up to you. So, God, we do that, knowing that you know all and you see all. So we just lift him up to you, God, and we're asking for mercy on today. We're asking for mercy on today. God, we pray for those that are in skilled nursing facilities and hospitals that are suffering and going through and are separated from their families because of this pandemic. We lift up Sharon to you as she battles cancer, God. We ask that you would touch and that you would heal her body as she gets ready for chemo. God, we've seen you do it before, so we know that you're well able. Hallelujah. We're asking that your will be done in her life. And we thank you for the testimony that she'll have on the other side of this, Father. We ask that you would continue to bless those that are essential workers. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, those doctors, those nurses, those hospital workers, social workers, EMTs, God, all of those that put their lives on the line daily, social workers, God, to see about the people. We ask that you would continue to cover. You've been so good, God. You've been so good. We even lift up grocery store workers, God. We lift up those, God, that have no other choice but to go to work in dangerous times. We're leaning and we're depending on you, God. So as we get ready to take our phones off of you, we do so with a heart of gratitude, knowing that our petitions are heard, God, what you hear, even the ones that we don't speak, God, you know our hearts are far off. So as we take our phones off of you, we worship you, God. We worship Hallelujah. you, God. We Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We worship you, God, knowing that you all thank you for the day.
Thank you for starting us on our way. Father God, thank you for the Thank you for the chains that have been broken. Father God, thank you for dominion and power on this morning. God, we agree with the prayers that have already gone out. We touch and agree right now, Father God. Thank you for the one that is bringing the declaration on this morning, oh God. We thank you right now, Father God, that you are placing us in our own sacred existence to the most high God. You shall abide in the shadows of the world.
We thank you for mended hearts, God. We thank you for encouraged spirits, God, on today. We thank you for even just the spirit of gratitude in the midst of it all. We ask that you will bless your word as it gets ready to go forward. Bless the speaker and the hearers, God. And we thank you that you are setting our souls on fire as we press towards the secret place. These blessings and all others we ask in your son Jesus' name. And we pass the call to Tanya. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Um, Sabrina, I'm just doing a check-in to make sure that the volume is okay. I'm on my headset, and I just want to make sure. Perfect, perfect. You know, it's so ironic that Bree prayed this morning um, because I'm going to talk a little bit about our trip to Dubai. Um, I had a whole story I was going to write, and I couldn't, I lost it. So obviously the Lord wanted me to go in this direction, but uh, Dion, Sabrina, and I went to Dubai in April of 2019. Uh, it was, for me, one of the most amazing trips that I've ever taken, not, not well, not because uh, just because of the destination, but because of the company that I was with. It just seemed like we, it was our first um, trip, international trip, but we, we've traveled together before, but um, I won't get into all of that, but it was, and, and as a reminder, just want to go ahead and remind you to mute your phone, please. Um, I just heard a little bit of background noise. That would be perfect if you could mute your, phone, mute your phone. And every now and then, just especially if you're moving about, just double check to make sure that you haven't um, somehow caused it to come off. And thank you. Um, at any rate, the company uh, was good, but but the the des- destination was just uh, the sights that we had a chance to see and all of that was just amazing. Uh, the weather was pleasant and the shopping was simply amazing. I'm not a big shopper, so if I got excited about shopping, let me tell you, it was it was good. Um, going into the the marketplace, the outside bazaars, they, there were malls too, but. Uh, just being outside um, in the in the uh, marketplace was uh, an experience because you get to uh, haggle with them about pricing. Um, all you got to do is walk away or offer American dollars, and it will change their the way that they want to do business with you for the for the positive too. Uh, if I never ride another slobbering camel, I will be fine. <laughs> but one of the highlights of the trip for me was the desert safari of Bree and Dion. I don't know if you can if you can remember that, but um when we arrived at the edge of the desert, our driver or the drivers because there were several of us in different different vehicles, our driver released some of the air from the tires so that when we so we would have better um traction uh, uh, once we were in the sand, um, and we were in SUVs, and um, I had a window seat, and as we approached the desert, I was ex- as excited as a little child heading into Disneyland. When I say the sand, somebody please mute. When I say the sand was beautiful, you must understand that. I mean, it was breathtaking. It almost seemed as if someone took a rake and created beautiful, endless patterns in the sand that went on for miles. 
As we continued to our destination, to my great surprise, I saw green bushes. I couldn't believe it. I thought there would only be desolation in the desert, but that is not the case. Hashtag, there is life in the desert. What I discovered is that water runs deep beneath the sand, at least in Dubai, and it nourishes uh, the plants. I saw single bushes that were somewhat sparse and much larger clusters. Hashtag, life in dry places. It was amazing. I asked the driver if the bushes had a name. Uh, I can't remember the Arabic name, but the English name is Burning Bush. Moses, Burning Bush in the desert, duh. <laughs> As we continued to our destination, we went up and down little big molehills. And it, I don't know, it just seemed like at certain times we were on the edge of the, of the molehill and I'm telling you, it gave the sensation that we were gonna that we were gonna roll over. We we weren't, but I mean, that was the driver having fun. Like I felt like this guy really, really enjoyed his job. Um, and at one point, I remember that I saw a different pattern in the in the sand, and what that pattern was were camel hoof prints like so obviously there we didn't see any camels but obviously that day there had been some camels traveling through the desert and oh my god I I got my camera and I, I my phone and I was able to get some pictures but it was it was amazing and then the driver said if I'm not mistaken that if anybody killed a camel it could mean a life sentence or at least some form of prison time because Camels, they don't worship them, but they're held in high regard uh, in Dubai. Um, even if you accidentally killed a camel, like, for example, you hit one with your car. I mean, I think it would be equal to manslaughter or something like that. I guess it would be camel slaughter. But you know what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so at any rate, let me move on. Um, the When we reached our destination, um, because they were driving us to a destination so that we could actually get out of our vehicles. The, the other tourists were giddy with excitement, but Dion, Sabrina, and I were on a completely different plane. Each of us had our own spiritual experience. I remember Dion threatening me. <laughs> she was like, you bet not go in. You, you better. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, I don't know if my experience was tied um, into my husband's death just four months prior or not, but I was I was literally overwhelmed. I, I mean, I didn't I didn't start crying or you know, and I was able to suppress the Holy Spirit, but um, I, I definitely had a spiritual experience, and it, I wasn't sad. That wasn't it. It was just I was I was in awe of God's creativity. I was in awe of the beauty, um, and I had an overwhelming desire to touch the sand. And when I did, um, I picked up a scoop full of it, and I allowed the coarse sand to run through my fingers. Um, as I walked on the sand, it felt like cushion beneath my feet. 
I've seen movies about and with deserts as the backdrop, and I've read about the desert many times in the Bible. Uh, But while I was there, I tried to envision what it must have been like to be part of the Israelites' journey to the promised land, Uh, to be held, to be led by a cloud during the day and fire by night um, just had to be something. I guess for me, reading it, I'm sure, not I guess, I'm sure, for me, reading about the, the the experience as opposed to being in it, I know there are two different things because I can read ahead and know the outcome, whereas they were literally in it. They didn't know what the outcome, outcome was. It was absolutely a safe journey for them. Don't worry. I know exactly where I'm going, and we're going to talk about the secret place. As I surveyed the landscape, I saw... Uh, we saw white-capped mountains in the very far distance. I mean, it was it was so far off in the distance. At first, I thought they were clouds, but then I realized that they were they were mountains. Um, but they they were white. There were white caps on them, and I thought surely that is not snow. Uh, when I inquired, I was informed that it was indeed snow. Shut up! They have snow in the mountains. In the desert, like for real? Yes, they do. As I continued to survey the land, watching other tourists take pictures and other drivers playing in the sand with their jeeps doing donuts and all that kind of stuff, uh, I spotted something that just about brought me to my knees. Um, I'm going to call it a molehill. It may not have been, but I mean, I can't. That's the that's the best description that I can give you. It, it was a molehill that was probably about 30 to 40 feet high, maybe a little bit taller, and approximately maybe a block to three quarters of a block in length. The way that um, the way that the sun was cast and the design uh, that the wind had created previously cast the perfect shadow in the crevice of the molehill. I mean, like, I, I'm going to, I have a picture of it, and if I think of it lately, I'm going to post it in the victory room. Like, it, 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 it was as if the shadow drew me in. I took a picture of it immediately and started to walk towards it. I really, really wanted to get into the crevice of that shadow, but I couldn't because above um, above the mole, uh, above, where, uh, above the shadow, uh, so that at the top of the molehill, um, the drivers, some of them were stopping and parking um, because it gave people an advantage point um, to see um, the surrounding areas. So I, I stood, I stood back as I stared at it, and I stood still and gazed at that shadow, and immediately. I thought of Psalms 91, which says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. The word became alive. That word, that text became alive in me. As I start stared at the huge shadow with thoughts racing through my mind. That that psalm is so powerful to me that 
especially uh, during this time, during this present time, that that I want to share the entire psalm with you, if you don't mind. And I'm going to be um, sharing it from the, I think this is the the, uh, Passion Version, if I'm not mistaken. You sit down in the high God's presence. You sit down in the high God's presence. Spend the night in Shaddai's shadow. Say this, God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. That's right. He rescues you from hidden traps, shields from deadly hazards. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're, you're, you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. Fear nothing, not wild wolves in the night, not flying arrows in the day, not disease that prowls through the darkness, not disaster that erupts at high noon. Even though others succumb all around, drop like flies right and left, no harm will even graze you. You'll stand untouched. Watch it from a distance. Watch the wicked turn into corpses. Yes, because God, your refuge, the high God, your very own home. Evil can't get close to you. Harm can't get through the door. He ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. If you stumble, they'll catch you. Their job is to keep you from falling. You'll walk unharmed among lions and snakes and kick young lions and serpents from the path. If you'll hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of any trouble. Let me say it again. If you'll hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care. If you'll only get to know and trust me, call me and I'll answer. Be at your side in bad times. I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. I'll give you a long life, give you a long drink of salvation. Selah. Seeing that location in the desert helped me to envision my secret place. Though my secret place is not a physical location, I can always find it through prayer and worship, which are two separate acts. Today, though, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about arriving at my secret place through prayer. Given that it's a secret, I will not tell you every detail, just the highlights. I've developed a relationship, I mean a personal relationship with the Father over the years. And when I say developed a relationship, um, it's not one of manipulation, it's not one of um, dictatorship because you can't really dictate to God. It, 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 it's, and it's no longer selfish. In other words, it's not just about me anymore. There's no shade against anyone else, but 
I personally do not spend hours in prayer like some because I'll, I'll run out of words and my attention span is not that long. Um, and so I applaud those who can spend hours and hours. That's just that's just not me. And I, I released myself from that years ago um, when, when I discovered that I don't have to spend hours and hours because he's not looking at the quantity of time so much that we spend, but the quality outweighs the quantity. And again, if that's your thing, more power to you, and I, I applaud you, but it's not mine. Not, it's not how I operate. Now going back to the the relationship, um, so my relationship with God, our Father, is such that um, I don't just go to Him with what I need, and I don't just go to Him complaining. Now sometimes there are there are times when I'm complaining, and I have to catch myself and say, "Listen, this is not going to be <clears throat> a complaint session. Get it together." Um, and there are absolutely times when I go to my father in need because I have that type of relationship with him. But I don't spend 95 of my, a percent of my time talking to him about what I need, although he wants us. It sounds like an oxymoron. He absolutely wants us to tell him about our desires and about our needs. That's he's our father and he wants to he wants to meet those needs for us. But what I'm saying is um, I'm not going to get to no secret place complaining and talking about what I need the whole time. I personally, that's not the recipe that I use in order to arrive at my destination of the secret place. So um, while I may not spend hours in prayer, I can get lost in prayer. But, well, wait a minute, that's, that's, that's not actually true. I don't get lost in prayer. Perhaps a better phrase uh, is that I can lose time in prayer. So I usually get lost in time when I'm not focused on me. That is not to say that I do not pray for myself, because I do. Generally, I'm interceding for others, particularly the list of people that God has laid on my heart to pray for daily. Obviously, the list includes my immediate and extended family. But there are others, including our government officials, the sick and the afflicted, and so on. In fact, what has happened is that the the list has grown um, so so long that I'm not really able to rattle off names like I used to. And so, what I've done in my prayer is to categorize um, specific things. For example. Uh, I used to rattle off Charles and Millard and John and uh, 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 other other names, um, but I don't anymore. Now I may list one name and the demographic that they represent, right? Because I don't believe that, and Millard is a really, really dear friend of mine um, that has been incarcerated now for, man, at least... 15 years now, somewhere around, around in there. Um, we're childhood friends. We grew up together. Um, um, we actually grew up as a little boy at True Hope, my, my dad's church. At, at any rate, um, I, I don't believe that the Lord placed Millard and Millard only or John Kelly, my friend Pam's son, or Charles Hurd. I don't believe that he 
place those in place them on my heart just for me to pray for them, but the entire population that they represent. In other words, all of those that are incarcerated, they need people to intercede for them as well. Um, and when I think about people that are dealing with certain illnesses, my son was diagnosed with kidney failure um, and goes to dialysis. Lanel, I told you all about him, goes to dialysis three days a week. And there's another young man who was um, shot um, in uh, a couple of years ago. Um, he was a college student in Atlanta uh, going to, I forget the name of that college, that's the HBCU in um, Atlanta, I forget it, but that's the college he was going to. And he was out one night on his way home and he was shot as he was, they kidnapped him and tried to kill him. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But what I'm saying is, is that as a result of that shooting, he lost a kidney. Uh, and then uh, another gentleman by the name of Patrick. So uh, there are other people besides those three gentlemen who are dealing with kidney issues. And so the Lord has led me to pray for that population, that demographic of people that um, uh, that are dealing with uh, the loss of a kidney. At any rate, the categories that God has placed or the demographics, excuse me, that, that God has placed on my heart as I intercede for them is, is important to me and it's part of my intercession. And I, um, as I am before the Lord in prayer, um, they are as well, those different demographics. At any rate, let me get back to what I was saying so that we can move on. Um, again, not lost in prayer, but lost in time as I intercede. And I was talking about the fact that um, uh, I, I selflessly give myself in prayer uh, for those individuals. Uh, and, and I talked to you about the list. Sorry, my computer went to sleep. I kind of lost my place, but I found it. Um, at times, I have an agenda. In other words, things that I want to pray about. And, and there are just as many times when the Father, when I just want to spend time with the Father and I have no agenda. Uh, there, there are also special times when the Father urges me to come hang out. Generally, when I'm in the middle of a project, I've learned, though, through experience to stop what I'm doing and to heed the, the urge that I, I feel. Uh, because to ask God to wait until I finish something is not the move. <laughs> Let me tell you what has happened to me when I've done that. Um, there's an urgency. Uh, I can feel it. And there have been times when I, when I said, "Okay, God, one, one, just give me a few more minutes. Let me, let me, let me, let me finish this thought, or let me finish this project, and I'll, I'll and I'll, I'll do it. I'll finish what I'm doing, and I'll try to go and pray. And it's just like He's not feeling it. He is not showing up. And I realized, oh my God, I missed a moment because I don't know. It may have been. Uh, someone that that the Lord wanted me to pray for, intercede for, because of something that might have been happening right there. He wanted to take me to the secret place, and I'll, but I'll never know because I've lost that moment. And that takes discipline. I, I said that on purpose because someone or some of you may have had a similar experience. Um, it's not the time to beat yourself up. It's not the time to uh, go, woe is me, uh, because you missed it. The lesson in that is, don't fall victim to that again. When you feel an urgency to pray, um, it's important for you. Uh, yes, and you might be driving. I can. You could pray while you're driving. Just don't close your eyes, and and you be focused. Am I am I promoting that you do that? No, I'm just saying it's possible. You know, it's that's left up to you. The Father wants to spend quality time with us. 
I'm going to say it again. The Father wants to spend quality time with us. I'm not just saying it. Psalms 119, 176, the Passion Translation says, I'll never forget what you've taught me, Lord, but when I wander off and lose my way, come after me, for I'm your beloved. He wants to be involved in the conversation with us, not just us rattling off a list of things that we want him to do. If I could give you a criteria for approaching the secret place, I would say that humility, selflessness, and a strong desire to spend time with the Father are key components. There is no specific routine that I have other than the posture of my heart. What do I mean by that? Well, John 4, 23 through 24 in the translation, uh, excuse me, in the Passion Translation says, from here on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but the right heart. Let me say it again. From here on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but the right heart. For God is a spirit, and he who longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. I cannot, nor can you, approach God in any manner. That does not mean we have to be completely um, uh, free of sin uh, or, or or whatever issues might be going on in our in our in our minds at that time or in our spirits at that time. Um, so we don't have to be completely uh, again. Uh, clean, I, I, for lack of a better term, clean. I, I, you know, as we approach Him, right? There may be times because what I mean by that is there may be times when I I'm angry or sad, or frustrating, or I might even be grieving. I'm not in the best state right there, right? I'm not in the best state of mind at that time. But that doesn't prohibit me from approaching God's throne of grace. Because I'm I'm going there because I'm in that state of mind, and I've tried to clear myself of it. I've tried, but I've failed. And so I go to him in that state because... I don't want to remain in that icky place. And so I go to him in prayer because I want him to get me out of that sticky place. I don't want to stay there. So I'm coming up, I'm coming to him jacked up, but I expect to leave differently. And so I cry out, help me, Father. Help me, Dad. I need your help. And the thing about it is, is that um, I can tell when I am, in that secret place, nothing else matters. Uh, Psalms one nineteen fourteen says, "You're my place of quiet retreat, and you wrap, and your wraparound presence becomes my shield as I wrap myself in your words." For me, there is safety. There is safety in my secret place. For me, there is security in my secret place. Um, 
Sometimes there's just quiet. I just listen. Sometimes um, when I'm in my secret place, I breathe. You know, when life um, overwhelms us, if we're not careful, it will take the very breath from us. It will cause our breathing to be spasmic. We may find ourselves gasping for breath. But when I'm in my secret place, I breathe in and exhale. I breathe in and I exhale. Try it with me. So keep your phones on mute. I inhale. And exhale. And I think about the breath of God. God, God brings in, breathes in life. While I'm in that secret place, I don't care about anything else because I'm safe. And sometimes I get a picture of that desert place in Dubai. I'm hidden by the shadow. I'm hidden by his shadow, protected by the elements. Hidden, literally. If I would have been able to um, walk into that crevice where the molehill was, I would have been hidden from everybody that was above me, and I would have been hidden by everybody that would have been on the right of me as they uh, came down the hill and around. They, they would have to literally would have to walk or or uh, drove down the hill and then come around the corner um, of the hill. If you take your hand, if you just take, if, you, if it's safe for you to do that, if you take your hand and you cup it and place your thumb on top of your the, the bottom portion of your index finger with your hand cupped, and you cup your hand ever so slightly, that's what that, that's what that molehill looked like. So in the crevice or in the palm of your hand, um, the way that my hand is positioned, I've created a shadow. That's what, again, that's what that molehill looked like. And that's what I see when I'm in my secret place. I'm in the place of safety. I'm in the place of calm. I'm in the place of quiet where I can literally inhale and exhale the breath of God.
Nothing can harm me. The enemy has no right, no action at me at all. It doesn't matter what chaos is around me. I'm in my secret place. And I don't have to leave until I'm ready. I will not be evicted. The time will not run out on the clock. I do not have to leave until I am ready. That same option is available to you. You're no gimmicks. You don't have to pay for it. (laughs) No one can guide you there except for the Holy Spirit. In that secret place, I find that Praying in English is probably, I mean, I can, but I seem to go to a different level when I pray in tongues. I've also noticed, especially here the last few weeks, that I've begun to sing in tongues. Uh, Sometimes I get the interpretation, sometimes I don't. It's a completely different melody from that which is um, we're used to in the earth realm. Um, it's a completely different, like it, 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 it's, it's even hard to explain. Sometimes I've had the prayer, I was sharing it with Dion. She's like, do you record? And I was like, no, I do. <laughs> She's like, you should record it. And I have, and it's different. It is, it is definitely has a different, unique sound. Listen, um, uh, that's not odd. Um, uh, somewhere over in maybe Colossians or Philippians, I think it's Colossians, it talks about, praying and, and singing psalms and spiritual spiritual hymns and spiritual songs and uh I can't I can't really quote it. Maybe maybe I'll Google it in a few minutes and share it with you. But um it's a it's it's so unique. It's a very, very special and unique thing. Anyway, I'm at the end of my talk to you this morning. Um and we're gonna open it up for uh comments or uh questions or what have you. Um but before we do that we are going to allow you to say good morning. Some of you may have called in a little bit late and you missed the greeting time. Um, this is so special to me. Greeting time is so special to me because it gives us an opportunity to connect. That's how we, um, that's how we're able to connect. So I'm going to open the call up. But first, before we do, I want to open it up to if there are any brothers that are on the line, because you know, ladies, we can take it and run with it. I want to open the line up to if there are any brothers that like to say good morning to us first. We could absolutely use or love to hear your sound this morning. So if you are on the line and you'd like to say good morning, brothers, now is your time to do so. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning, Victory Family. God bless you all this morning. Good morning, Jeff. Any other brothers? Just G, you on the line? Give a shout out, my brother. Okay, going once. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Great, great decoration. Thank you. Good morning. Jubilant. Hey, Jubilant. And was that Didi? Muchacha. Say it again. See, muchacha. <laughs> oh, good morning. Okay, whatever. 
Good morning, Nikki Zat. Hey, Zat. Hey, good morning. It's Arlita Renee. Great message, Tan. Hey, good morning, Arlita. I hear your smile in your voice. Hi, CT. Hi, sweetie pie. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Good morning, Tan. I heard two people. I think I heard. Go ahead. I think I heard Priscilla. Uh, this is David. Good morning. Oh, hey, David. Good morning. Give your mom a hug for me if you with her. <laughs> Will do. Okay. You did hear me, Tanya. It's Priscilla. Good morning. Love your sound. Love your sound. Love your teaching sound. Very Thank nice. You. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> morning, family. It's Rochelle. Hey, Rochelle. I'm not going to pick on you today, Rochelle. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, family. It's Nurse and Nikisha. Hi, Nurse and Nikisha. And I heard somebody else. This is Patsy. Oh, hi, Patsy. Good morning. Good morning. This is Tanya, not Tanya. Hey, Tanya, not Tanya, girl. Good morning. Great, great, awesome declaration. Thank you. Good morning. This is Sister Patricia. Love the decoration. God bless you. Good morning, Patricia. Thank you. Good morning, Sanai J. Hey, Sanai J, girl. Good morning. It's Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. It's Angela. Tan, I'm still on the sand dune. I love your story. <laughs> like, I got to come back now. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good morning. I heard Jess G, I think, and then a lady. Go ahead, Jess G. No, I'm ladies first. Ladies first. Okay. All right. Is. Who was that? <laughs> This Jeff G. Big Sister. Oh, look at him. Teaming up. <laughs> Hi, Gloria. <laughs> now, good morning, y'all. I, um, I was on a different phone when my battery went dead. And for whatever reason, on my cell phone, I just couldn't get through. So I'm uh, tr- trying to struggle to get through, but I'm here now. Amen. And I did hear the declaration, by the way, and man, wow. But okay, then. Aw, <laughs> thank so, you. Uh, All right, anybody else want to say good morning before we transition? Okay, listen, I have to do this. If if uh, if Marcus was with me, I would tell him to hit A flat or E flat. There's this song that we used to sing, and thank you for that, Dondria. There's this song we used to sing at True Hope. It was, hide me in the word of God, hide me in the word of God, hide me, Jesus, in the word of God, hide me in the word of God, hide me in the word of God, hide me in the word of God. As I was doing my declaration, I thought about uh, Mother Coleman, who is uh, who has gone on to be with the Lord, and I could see her, I could picture her in her mind. Uh, in my mind, singing that song, and we would, uh, it was a call and response song, 
uh, I'm telling you, those were some good old days, uh, just being hidden uh, in the Word of God. Um, the Word of God can hide us from all kinds of drama that's going on. All right. Any, any, thank you. And the, thank you for sending that to me, Dondria. The scripture that, um, that I referred to is singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. That's found in Ephesians 5 and 19. Ephesians 5 and 19. All right. Any question? Let me, well, before I open it up to the questions, um, when I, I can't, like, trying to describe to you what the desert experience was like uh, is, it was, like, I feel like I didn't do it justice. Um, it, it feels like one of those stories where you just had to be there. Um, I didn't take my shoes off in the sand. I don't think I did. Did I breathe or did I? I don't, I don't, I don't think I did. I think I I think I kept my shoes. No, we, we was acting. We was acting a little funny. <laughs> Can, I don't mm, agree. I don't, know, I don't know what's in this sand, child. Yeah, I don't know what's in it. But you know what? We so silly. That sand was so pure because it was it was out way out in the outskirts. But we, you know, we from the urban jungle. We. Bree, I don't know if you can jump in on or not. I know you probably are getting. Oh, I'm here. Can you? Can you? Can, I was hoping maybe the three of us could have just a really quick, quick dialogue, just about the experience. I know I, I, I've, I've done the best I could to explain mine, but Bree, since you got to go to work, can you explain a little bit about um, the way you felt when we got mm -hmm. to the desert? Mm -hmm. So one of the things, and I was hoping that you would mention this. For me, whenever I get to the destination place. Hold, hold on, hold on one second. Me? Somebody needs to mute your phone, please, if you could mute your phone really quickly. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Bree. So one of the things I was hoping that you would talk about was with our actual worship in the desert. One of the things, whenever I get to a place and I feel God's overwhelming presence, I always listen to hear what song I hear. And when we got to certain places, I would look to you and Dion and say, what song do you hear? And whatever yeah. song we heard, we would take a moment and we would just sing and worship right there. And um, one of the things that I remember about the desert experience was us standing at the top of whatever peak we were on and just singing mm -hmm. to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's when Dion threatened me and told me that I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was hard to contain because it was so. Thank you for that. Yep, that, that's mm -hmm. absolutely it. Did you want to add anything else? No, I think that um, that 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 um, you know was one experience. But the whole trip, there were moments where we just felt God at the beach. We felt God on the boat, um, in the water when we went for dinner. Like just God's presence was with us. And one of the things I love is we never missed a moment to just worship. Yeah, that's true. Dion, you want to share your yeah. experience? So <laughs> the entire experience was was amazing, but um, I second what Bree just said with regard to our our moments of worship. Um, there was so much to the trip. There was so much nostalgia. There was so much gratitude. There was so much um, heartfelt appreciation. And, and you'd have to understand, we all had come from such icky space. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And it was a time for us finally to breathe. And so it was such respite. I think those moments of worship were like restorative moments. Um, And especially for me, the, the night that stood out was the night that we were on the dinner boat. And again, you would have had to be there to understand. And I got to see my sister who was dead smack in the middle of a grieving process, dance her heart out. Um, and, and it was an extremely emotional moment um, for me. It's something that I will never forget. And um, she was having so much, I mean, she was having so much fun, but it wasn't just a regular dance. I could even see with the the music in the background, which was not gospel, her dance was unto the Lord. Her dance was a dance of freedom and liberty. Her dance was a dance of um, peace with what had transpired. Her dance was a dance of um, absolution. I understand that God, no matter what I see, you still got me. And I mean... Um, Sabrina and I sat at the table. I couldn't even stand up. I was so overcome with emotion. And even though we didn't audibly say, God, we bless you, God, we thank you, the posture of our heart was gratitude. And it just made me so happy, um, number one, to know that the joy of the Lord for real is our strength, even in our weakest moments, even when everything around us is chaotic. And in that season, in that moment, um, Dubai was was restorative for us. It was, man, we have been through a lot at that point. So that that's my that's my piece that I recall. Uh, yeah, because it took me a while to get it together. <laughs> um, you know, I, I recall, I remember it. Um, you are right. It was a it was a I don't care dance, and God, I give this to you. Even though I didn't, that's how I felt, and that's how I feel now. But I, I want to go back to, um, it's like, man, y'all had to go all the way to Dubai to get that freedom. It wasn't so much that we had to go all the way there. It's just the destination that was already written um, um, in in our in the books that God has created for us that we would be there. Um, but that same piece that we are describing. I just heard the Lord say, in your secret place, I can give you that same peace. So while it won't be like Sabrina or Dion or Tanya's or anybody else's, it will be your own unique peace that he gives you. And that's why he wants to, I believe, he can, He gives us respite. Because when I come out of my secret place, I feel like re-energized and recharged and I can go on. Uh, do I go to my secret place every single day? I don't. I don't. Um, but I go often, and and I think it's a great respite for us when we can't tra- take a trip like that, especially now with all this shelter in place and social distancing. Um, uh, it was pretty special. Um, so I want to open it up uh, for any questions that um, anybody might have or um, any clarity. And if there aren't any, I, you know, I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but the floor is open. All right, going once, 
going Good twice. Morning. Good morning, Tanya. Yes, I'm going to open the door for you to pick on me. <laughs> but anyway, I, um, great declaration. Um, for me, um, I just, the rested place is what you call it. And I often have to travel there. Um, and and I, I can imagine, because I've always wanted to go to Dubai, um, you know, I'm scared to travel now, but I'm I'm sure if it's in God's plan, I'll get there. Um, but I often used to take trips um, to Sacramento when my daughter was, is enrolled in school, but here now. And when I would drive, all I would focus on was the the clouds. Of course, I was paying attention driving, but that place, I always try to find something in the heavens to um, get... Um, I don't know the word for it, but I try to see um, the authenticity of God. And if he's saying something in the clouds and it never fails, there's always a cross in the sky that confirms his promise and who he is to me. So when you talk about um, the heart posture and that resting place, and um, I can totally understand that. I don't. I didn't have to go far away like you guys did, but to travel that far and to you know see God and feel Him, um, I just look for unusual things of God. You know, I don't know how, if I'm explaining it, if I sound like I'm rattling, but it just definitely um, in the time where there's so much going on, I have to mentally and spiritually remove myself so I won't get caught up in things and focus on God. He's so amazing. He is so amazing. And um, just to to see his revelation in him and who he is and everything about him, I definitely can understand um, your dance and um, from a person. And we've all went through things, but when things hit really, really hard, we have to get to that secret place and um, allow ourselves to dwell um, and let that be bigger than everything else. So I I definitely um, can concur with, um, you know, how you feel and how you got to where you are, because I often have to take myself there. So um, might sound a little crazy, but I just appreciate how you explained and um, your declarative. No, it didn't sound crazy um, at all, and I can relate. It's just that your spirit, what you're looking for, and what how God reveals Himself to you is just different. It, it's not crazy at all, and I think because we are unique individuals, um, we we can we can expect to have experiences that are different because we are so unique, and because our circumstances are different, and the things that we go through, even the different um, periods in our life that that we face. Um, I, I remember that when my first, when my husband first passed, um, I really couldn't pray. I didn't have it. I didn't have. I didn't like it was. It, I was. It was. I wasn't. I wasn't. And I'm still not angry with God, but I couldn't focus. You know. You know. Not not pray the way I shouldn't say I couldn't pray. I couldn't pray the way that I I had been. Um, I didn't have it. Um, I knew people were praying for me. I knew that. Um, you know, and all of that, but I didn't have it. And um, I, 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 at Dubai is when I felt like I was starting to slowly get back to me. 
and it took a minute. It took it took a minute for me to um, regroup and get back to the place where I could really um, go before the Lord in prayer and intercede and all of that. It, it took a, even to to just get in my word and study. It took a minute, and I had to be okay with that. Um, but I want to talk to you just really quickly. That's what the that's that was the other thought that I had. I wanted to talk to you about the right posture because I, I did my best to try to explain it without sounding like I was double talking. Um, yes. I'm sorry, it's Didi. I'm at the school. I'm going to say something real quick before the babies oh, come okay. in, if, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I do, I, I'm with Angela. I'm still, I'm still out there under the, in the shadow <laughs> because I, I know that, I know that, that dance, that dance. And I, I've had so many um, different times with the, with the birth of my son, you know, when I delivered my son, he was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, deceased. And then mm-hmm. in September when my daddy died, that place, that place that it, it's, it's a safety and it's like you feel like you're going to lose your breath but when you get to that secret place and you can rest there and there's peace there it's like take me to that place lord where it's just me and you where there's no there's no one else like you so i'm not really moved by anything else and i see what's going on and i just yesterday i was reaching out to my nephew um gloria's son because when the doctor was giving us the final instructions or whatever about daddy i left like literally i mean i, I could feel my physical body sliding but I did, I went to another place. And then when I realized where I was, he had taken me outside, but God had kept me, if that makes any sense. And just your, your experience, I wasn't there with y'all, but I was because I can see, I could see you dancing, sis, and that freedom because I watched you. <laughs> and I'm getting emotional because I'm, I'm remembering the whole ordeal. And I couldn't remember, even through it all, just the, the peace that you had on you. You're, you were comforting me, and I was supposed to be comforting you. But I'm just grateful that that secret place that like you just said, it's so unique and it's so different for each and every one of us. So some of us can go there and, you know, and then another thing you said, thank you so much because I don't pray all day either. I'm not, I can't, there's no way I can. I have too much other stuff to do. So thank you for just how you tell your story. So everybody on this call just grow from listening to how you tell your stories, but not only how you tell them, but we are able to see you walk it out in, in, in real time. So I love you so much and keep dancing. So I got you. Mm. Oh, that's my little sister, Didi. Yes. Good morning, woman of God. I'm over here. I didn't know if I wanted to get into the camel's footprint in the sand. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. That moment, I could just feel the weather was very warm, hot like a different type of heat, you were hot, but yet you were able to tolerate it. And thank God for your uh, uh, your trip. I mean, it. I love the three of you all were able to be together. And I believe that out of that place birthed a lot of uh, what we are dealing as far as this um, call is concerned. I see that the growth in your uh, various, advent- uh, not adventures, but each opportunity that you all have had the uh, radio calls um, us moving forward and being able to be heard all over uh, various different uh, channels of um, you know uh, communication and I see you uh, three ladies uh, doing uh, great exploits thank you for our being our mentors and uh, setting such great examples I did have the experience to share with you um, in your time of uh, grief. That's all I knew to do. I had never uh, gotten a chance to meet your husband, 
but I knew that if we all stood together, and I love declared victory team that came together to just be there to share that to let you know that we loved you and we still do and each and every opportunity that you have gotten a chance to spoke you even spoke during your time of uh grieving you you came back to our line and you laid it uh, uh these foundations you all are making great strides and keep doing what you're doing because it is helping us it's helping me to grow thank you for you know the voice that you have uh made uh, this these uh imprints that you have made for us to be able to follow the, the the path that you ladies have put down and i'm talking about you pastor dion and also you uh brie i don't get a chance to really you know uh communicate with you all but i had a phenomenal day that day to just be able to share to let the people that you all that you associate with pastor tanya be there and i mean the service you all I was out in the hallway. I didn't even get to get into the sanctuary. I didn't even have to go in the sanctuary, but we was out there tearing that front, um, that lobby. Me and the ladies was manning the doors, you know, to keep everybody, you know, intact. But baby, we was out there tearing the, the lobby down. We praised that day. We prayed so hard, uh, Sister Tanya. I wish you could have, nobody really got us going, you know, but, we were there, and I just want to thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. Thank you for being a part of mine. God bless you, and your word was phenomenal and so on time. I'm going to remember Dubai by just, I mean, breathing that everything that you all did, your dancing, thank you for your uh, special approaches on all of your stories that you have told us. Write that book, girl, and get it out there. Thank you so much, uh, woman of God. I love you, girl. Thank you, Jerry. Um, thank you for Hi, sharing Gigi. that memory. Hey, babe. Um, so I just wanted to say that um, I didn't catch all of the, your declared, but <clears throat> I did get some of it. Um, but I just wanted to say that, um, like, I know, you know, when you guys left and went to Dubai, like, you kept me posted with your um, – the little whatever app it was, you were texting pictures and stuff. What, um, and what's it was just that? like make yeah, what's that? But it would just make me like smile. And this is along the lines of what you were just talking about earlier. It's just that um, I'm just glad that um, you know among all the loss and pain and hurt and difficulty and agonizing experience that brought you to that point. Um, I just wanted to say that like out of all the people that I know, like, you guys deserve to know that my auntie is the most consistent person ever. Like, I know you guys know her from, like, the call and stuff like that, but, and some of you have personal relationships with her, but you guys aren't her family. And there's a difference um, in a dynamic when you're related to somebody than when you are out in the street with them or you convene with them, you know, in other settings, church, work, whatever. But she's the same person all the time, guys. Like, Tanya is, like, my favorite person, I know my other family members shouldn't hear that, but whatever, I don't care. Um, but I just thank her for being so consistent because, you know, like sometimes when people like lose close closeness um, in, through death, like my uncle was the, the most coolest person ever. But one thing I know, like I can say this because he can't, he can't respond, <laughs> but um, we talked, TT, I know you remember we talking about him being afraid to travel. Um, but, you know, even in his death, you allowed it to free you. 
Like you didn't hold yourself down because um, of his decision to be afraid. Um, and so your choice to, I'm traveling, you know, I'm going to go to Dubai. You chose to like liberate yourself. And so that was the first step. And had you not done that, you would have not had that experience at all. Um, if you were, you know, practicing fear and if you were just going to let that hold you back then you never would have went and you never, I don't believe you would have experienced the level of freedom that you've experienced because I wasn't there, but like a lot of other people said, I know probably some of them saw the pictures and videos like, girl, you was killing it. And my auntie ain't even no dancer, but she was out there killing it. And I was just so happy. Like, I don't, I know this is a weird comparison, but it reminded me of how Stella got her groove back. Not the like humping part, excuse me, guys, but just like the, 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 the liberating part, you know, she went out to Jamaica and she needed that moment and she was out there just dancing with the little young fella, you know, or whatever. My auntie wasn't doing that. But just, you know, the liberation that dancing brings, and I know it, it just reminds me of, like, the story of David and um, how he danced out of his clothes. And, like, that's important. You know, although we don't, like, literally dance out of our clothes right now, but, you know, it's just, like, it's not, it's, it can be figurative. And I saw that from you, and I always see it. Like, you always go hard. But it's always liberty, liberating to see you dance out of your clothes. You dance out of your problems, you dance out of your pain, you dance out of whatever it is. Like, you don't mind shouting. My auntie shouted when she got that little bug. She shouted in the middle of the street. She put up at my grandparents' house and put some music on, and she shouted in the middle of the street. So I just wanted to say that I thank you for not allowing fear to handicap you. And um, even, you know, during the time that Kunko passed, and, like, I was watching you. You know, I'm still watching you. I've watched you my whole life. But during the, that was important for me to see you still be consistent um, during that time. And I just wanted to say that I love you and thank you for being consistent. Thank you, Riri. I appreciate you. I love you so much. Um, Sister Tam? I, I, yes, yes. Hi, this is Prosperous Pam. I just want to piggyback on what everyone else has said. Um, you know what, God just reminded me, I never heard this term before, but you had said it when I first joined this call like four years ago, and you really do live it out. Um, I know this isn't part of the declaration, but I just have to share. Um, I remember you said, you know, you can fall down, but don't stay there or something. I never had heard that term before. And after I heard you say it, I would use it from time to time. Like, yeah, I learned. <laughs> yeah, I can be down, but I'm not going to stay there. And just what your um, I believe that was your niece who was speaking about you right there. Just as a yeah, testimony yeah. to how you are, just how you are. I just, I love you too. I just love your spirit and just um, what you bring to the call from like day one. And that consistency part is for real. Um, I just wanted to also add that I really appreciate it when you were sharing about um, the desert. And did you say that there were like, um, no? Was there snow? Did you say you saw snow caps so, or something in the desert? Way off in the distance. Like, I mean, the mountains, you could barely even make them out. Yeah, and there was snow. There was, there, were, there was snow on top of those mountains. And then you saw green grass, too? That's just beautiful. When you were laying all that out, <laughs> you said you saw green grass? Green shrubs. They're called green the burning shrubs. bush. So that was just beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, thank you so much for your share. It was amazing. And I'm God is showing me how to be in the his secret place and um he's still developing me. I've said this over since we've started this um month. Um the secret place when you were talking about there'll be a times where you'll be in a place 
and you'll be like, okay, hold on, God, I just have to finish this part up. I'm doing this. And then when you go there, you know, and you know, when you go, when you're ready, you know, you feel like you have missed it. And that's, I feel opposite where I get all excited. <laughs> I'm trying to like, I'm one of these people, you might've been on one or two of the texts. I'm trying to learn how God is developing me. If he's telling me something, you know, so I get really excited. Like I'll be on the phone and I'm like, I have to go get off the phone and be with God. And I'm working on how I'm delivering that to my friends or whoever I'm talking to. Cause it's a personal, it's a personal walk. And sometimes I don't know, I just don't want to be seeming like I'm coming off crazy, but I'll get right when I get off that call or whatever it is, I know he wants, he will really download something to me. Um, but sometimes I won't do it. And because I don't want to be seeming like I'm crazy. So I'm still working that thing out with the Lord. I'm just so thankful for his secret place. But um, it's for real. That secret place is for real. And he's downloaded so many things to me when um, during that time. So I just wanted to share that. Bless everybody on the call and have a wonderful day. Good morning. God morning. Uh, this morning, about maybe an hour or so before the call came in, this elderly lady came and knocked on our door. One needed a jump. She was had a doctor's appointment, which is about maybe two hours from where we stay at. But the house that she came out of is her granddaughter's house, which is a high drug area house. I um I went and started her up, and as we got to her car, went to start her up. But as I got to her car, I noticed that she had a Bible open up on her dashboard. And while we were waiting for her battery to uh, to um, charge up, I asked her, I said, um, I see you got your sword open. And she said, yes, Lord, I got to keep it open around here. So I asked her, I said, um, where you got it open up? And believe it or not, she had it open up to Psalms 91. She said, around here, I have to stay in my secret place. And I almost broke down and started crying whenever she said that because I was like, okay, this is what we've been talking about. This is what it's about. When you spoke about the um, snow on the, and Pastor Pram, that, that stood out to me too, the snow on the mountaintop. You know, we always hear that um, we can speak to the mountain and it'll be removed. Sometimes, sometimes the mountain won't be removed, but he'll have us covered even in the midst of where we're at. And that just, that just kind of... It, all brought home whenever you started talking about that, that as well as the um, patterns in, in the desert. The, um, it's as if somebody had took a rake and made patterns for miles around. I look around where I'm at right now, and I see desert as far as high drug and high crime area, but at the same time, there is a pattern that the Holy Spirit is making here that's just, I don't know, <laughs> I know what I'm trying to say, but at the same time, I, I know what God is doing and what, what he's trying to do um, and staying in that secret place, staying in prayer. Most of the time for me, it's being inside my truck. I'll just go in my truck and read, pray, and just sit there and study. And that 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 that, that, that just and it, it, it gives me visions as where what's happening now is not what's happening now. I can see it as where God is trying to bring it, bring it where God is trying to bring it to. And I, I don't know, the, the declaration today just brought it all home, and I just wanted to appreciate you for it. Listen, you, you might make me preach all over again. You just gave me two <laughs> topics. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I had a lot more. Man, 
man, that 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 was something. That just let me know that I was absolutely on the right path. I'm telling you, I had yes, a whole ma'am. story that I had started, and I couldn't. I know I saved it. I know I saved it, but I could not find that thing for anything. Anyway, um, and so the Lord mm-hmm. just said, just testify about. Dubai, and I was like, "Oh yeah, the secret place that I saw." <laughs> um, so yeah, that that really really encouraged my heart. Um, Pam, I wanted to go back to something that you said, um, and and wanted to not necessarily just to you, but for for anybody that uh, may feel that this is for them. Um, as you are learning, um, you you got to find balance in what in in some of these new tools that we discover or some of these new uh, things that we begin to apply in our lives. Uh, and until you, until you, um, you know, get a little better at it, it's going to seem a little weird. It's going to seem a little off. It, and it's not necessary to, to, to announce to people that I got to go talk to God or I got to go to my secret place. They don't, they don't necessarily need to know that you can, you can just end a conversation or something that you're doing, even if it's in the middle of a project, I would, I would be wary of that at work. Um, you know, because God is not, he's not, I mean, he's aware of the things that we have to do. I'm talking about watching TV or uh, being on FaceTime, or, but absolutely, let me tell you this, at one of my jobs, that the spirit of God would hit me and I, you know, we get two 15 minute breaks or at least two, you used to back then and you get a lunchtime and, or, you know, you got to go to the bathroom. Listen, the spirit of God would hit me and I'm telling you the bathroom stalls at number four, Embarcadero are anointed. I, I wouldn't be surprised if people walk in there and feel the power of God <laughs> from all the praying that I did in those songs. And God would always work it out where nobody would come in there. And I learned how to speak in tongues, whispering. <laughs> I learned how to do it as a as an expert, whispering, right? Um, and 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 watch as well as pray because I didn't want anybody telling on me or thinking I was crazy and then I they call the people on me and I get a designer coat, a white designer coat. But you know, you'll 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 um don't over enjoy the journey. Just enjoy the journey. And um every time there's a teachable moment, you fine tune what you are learning. Because again, we haven't made it and I want to encourage you to keep going. Um so that uh, so that you can perfect that which God has given you, uh, and I'm super excited. I'm super super excited about the the footprints in the sand, um, about God covering us even when we're um, we're in situations that are not um, are not as pleasant. And nobody said that the road would be easy, uh, but. Um, I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Um, anything, anybody uh, else? Good morning. Yeah. Um, this is Jamila Hamis. Um, I was, um, a song came to mind when you were talking um, by um, William McDowell, The Place of Worship. And he talks uh-huh. about um, just being in this place where he's free, you know, free to sing, free to dance, just free to free to worship um and i recall you saying how um you know how we could just um be still how we could close our eyes how we could picture ourselves being there like how you could close your eyes and picture yourself being in um you know back in dubai or whatever you know 
um, where you, you know, felt free and everything. Um, and, you know, God is, he's always with us, you know, like you were just saying, the footprints and stuff, he's always with us. And if we, um, you know, our our mind are, um, is renewed enough, you know, more than enough or enough, you know, to really just take us to a place there, you know, with him where we could just release everything, you know, and just where he's covering us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was just, I was just thinking about that song came to mind. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else? All right, y'all. Well, I'm going to give you some time. Hey, Tanya, this is you. Just really, okay. um, when she was talking about music, I thought about that, too. You know, I thought about uh, Cece Winans, that CD, where she talks about Secret Place, Alone mm-hmm. in His when you were mm-hmm. talking, um, that came to mind, you know. I, I'm actually going to dig that song out. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful place. It's good to seek it out, seek him. Was somebody else trying to say something? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, keep, I keep trying to say something, and I realize my phone is on mute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, I just want to say there were so many layers to this um, declaration, and I thank you so much. Um, um, for um, your expression and your sound, as I said earlier, but for me, what you did for me um, was that you cleared up. I'm always trying to spend a lot of time with the Lord. I'm always trying to say, it's not, I'm not praying long enough. I'm not spending long enough. Because I've always heard that people say they've been there 45 minutes, an hour, or they lost track of time. And maybe that will happen in the future, but it's a process. And But that hasn't been me. But And so you cleared that up for me when you said, you know, people are different. Your relationship is different. So I wrote down in, the, in, in my notes what, you know, understand your relationship, how you, how, you and, how you and God relate to one another, how he relates to you. I asked myself that question, how does he relate to you? Okay, so that cleared it up for me. But then you also talked about being in the desert and there's life, and I've heard that. And I love, I'm a, I've learned this time of fasting and prayer that I'm a vision person. God gives me visions, sometimes dreams, but visions. And so I'm very visual, so he'll give me pictures. So I've always wanted to go to Dubai, so I saw the clear, beautiful um, sand. I saw the, the colors. I saw the bush, and I love the fact that it was a burning bush. I saw the crater when we talked about the secret place and could hide. So when you were telling your story and how how you told it, everything you said, I saw the three of you guys and really enjoying each other's company and the Lord before you said it. Um, and I saw the presence of him just like surrounding all three of you and this union of support and love in, in in the Lord and how much he blessed that trip for the three of you. And so I just, um, you said so many things of just that secret place. And I've kept thinking as I was writing, I'm loving the, the woman that he's developing or wants to develop me, the godly woman in the secret place, because I feel there's so much development for all of us in that secret place. And it really is a press. It really is a push, and I've missed him too. I know that when you said sometimes he will ask you 
now to come, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay, okay, fine, but I'm busy doing something, and I'll complete it instead of dropping everything and having that reverence for him and recognizing he is God and just going with it and leaving whatever it is, it will take care of it. I've missed him too many times doing that. So I thank you for clearing that up too. And I can totally see when Beyonce said you danced like you've never danced before and, 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 and what that dance was and what it represented. I saw you dancing. I've met I've met you, I've met your, your father, I've actually had meetings with your father. But when I'm I've seen you and I like I said I'm very visual. So I don't I may forget your name but I'll never forget your face. And I actually remember your husband too. So, um, yeah, I know, (laughs) because that was back with ACN, Mm. and that was back with, yes, and that was back with Nick, and so that's where I met Nick. So I remember, and I, 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 um, I believe I've been to your father's church, and he's actually been to SFCC. You have. Yeah, a part of the Tabernacle group. So, um. Um, he's been there many times, but I've actually been on a one-on-one meeting with him. And it might have been an ACN meeting that we held there at the church. I don't, I don't really remember what it was, the meeting, but I remember meeting him. Um, and it was a great to hear your niece. I love to hear a niece or a nephew or a family member speak so well because I have nieces that I, you know, that God has get, assigned me to. And I love to hear when a niece says what she said about you. That was a blessing. So just thank you. Thank you for your um, for your teaching. You did a lot today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, and may I may I may I may I uh, piggyback on that? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Little awesome sister there. And, and I'm glad she said something. And in regards of true hope and the family, your family over there. And I remember coming over there to True Hope playing music. And um, it was for the first, it was the last, the last poets. I remember they were there um, for for your, um, at your father's church. And, and definitely would like to pray and blessings over your father and your family, over your heart just as well. Um, it was just laid on me. It's been laid on me for, since you've been talking about declaration and all, just to pray and, and bless your family. Um, in, in, in realm of the 91st Psalms and the secret place, um, I have a secret place, and it has been very good to me uh, in particular ways. Um, the one way was, um, just to let y'all know, there was a, I used to smoke cigarettes. I went to my secret place. This is when I was um, I had a job, um, was working and everything. It's not I'm saying had only because of the fact that my uh, physical ability can't let me work a whole full job. My heart is too big; it, it just hurts too. So anyhow, um, I was in my secret place, and I started praying and praying and dear Lord, prayed and prayed, and all of a sudden, I went back to the doctors. My doctor asked me, how did you stop smoking cigarettes? And the, and the Lord just slapped his taste out of my mouth. And, and I said to um, somebody got their phone on. I don't know. but anyway, Oh, I, I thought that was you, Patricia. Hold on one second. Please mute your okay. line. You can mute your line. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. 
Yes, thank you. And so um, he was amazed that I said that, that it was the Lord that had stopped me from smoking. But he did. The Lord stopped me. I could not do that on my own. Now, and there's another thing about the pray, the Holy Spirit dance. It's beautiful. The Holy Spirit. If y'all ain't ever seen nobody rock to the Holy Spirit dance, what she was doing. <laughs> Holy Spirit dance. You can't get it no other way. And I tell you, the uh, the energy, the power, you couldn't have that energy and power on your own with the Holy Spirit dance. And there was another thing she verified, too, was singing. The Holy Spirit singing. It's a protective singing. It's a beautiful singing. And it's, I tell you, it's, it's uplifting. And, and, and no one will understand it. No one will understand, but it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. I'm trying to rock myself to get into the Holy Spirit singing. Only because of my musical career, I don't have a I don't, I'm not going to say a career, but only being in the music, you know, those things are very, very good for the universe. And when you're out in, 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 in your worship, the worship was another one that came out. Worshiping, you can worship in safe ways. You can worship in your car. I worshiped one time. I didn't know what I was doing. I did not know what I was doing, but I was worshiping and I was singing and it was in safe ways. Then all of a sudden, but it wasn't loud. Now, I'm going to tell you another thing. Secret places doesn't mean you got to be in a closet either. If you want to find a right, secret place, you find right. okay, don't, okay, don't mean you got to be in the closet. Because my secret place is not in the closet, my my personal. But um, I just, yeah. there was a lot of things she set off. And 91st Psalms is a huge one. I tell you, it, yeah. it works. My mama worked me so much on that one. I tell you, because I, I was a um, person that um, couldn't sleep. Um, every time I sleep, trickery would come in and wake me up and scare me like nobody's business. And it went on for years. It went on for years. It didn't go on for a week or a day or something like that. It went on for years. And and the only way I got out of it was getting closer to the Lord. And mm-hmm. I tell you, um, yes, yes, thank you so much for declaring mm-hmm. victory for all you, you're doing and putting it in for my heart and my mind because I'm learning. So much. Amen. And it's awesome. Uh, uh, True Hope is an awesome church, too. It's huge. And it's out of the city. And, and thank you for it. Okay, I, I'm, out. Uh, I'm out. All right. Thank you so much. So, so listen, you guys, I'm glad Patricia said that she reminded me of something that I wanted to say. For me, a secret place is not a specific location, although it is in a spiritual realm. So I'm not always going to be, it's not going to be in a closet. It could be, but for me, it's not. Um, It is a place, the place that I've destined. uh, Well, first of all, I have a specific place that I, that I do pray. I don't pray there all the time that I don't have to be in that place to pray. If you understand what I'm saying. Um, But I have a place I've set, I've set aside time um, when I am going to go in prayer. um, But that doesn't mean that I have to be there. I could be in my car I can be, it's wherever my heart, it's it's wherever the Lord calls it. And it is, again, just strongly direct, connected to my heart. It's about, as I said earlier, having the right heart posture. I'm not trying to manipulate God. I'm not trying to play any games or get him to do something because he knows our mind. He knows, 
he knows our thoughts before we think him. So there's no tricking him anyway. Um, but when I say um, being authentic, uh, if I've messed up, if I've sinned, I'm going to repent and ask God to forgive me of that. And then I'm going to go on about whatever I need to do and um, allowing him to speak through me in prayer, give me direction, give me, listen, God has given, I've been in prayer. No lie. I've been in prayer. Uh, and I was trying to figure out um, a strategy for a final project that I'm working on in school. This just happened to me last week. In prayer, the Holy Ghost said, this is this answer. And th this you want to say these, you want to make these two uh, points in your final project. You want to explain what a model is, and then he gave me an example of a model, and you want and you want to explain what a framework, and this is the framework, and the model and the framework work together, and that's what you need to put in your paper. Can I tell you that I got a hundred percent on my final project for school? That don't have nothing to do with um, the Bible. It doesn't have anything to do with. Uh, meeting a spiritual need it was a need that i had and i and i took some time out to to pray and seek god i didn't go there with the intention of asking him what i should do on my final project but as a as an act of obedience by me being obedient he gave me the last two things that i needed to do to um fine tune my uh to fine tune my final project and i got 100% on that I was blown away. Um, and so God will be what we need him to be for us. The Holy Spirit is there to enlighten and encourage us and give us witty ideas and inventions and help us to do the things that we need to do. That's what we can lean on him for. And we can get that information. And we can have I just have one more. I'm, I'm sorry. I just have Let me one finish more my thing. thought. Hold, hold on. Let me finish my thought. We can have okay. respite in that secret place. If you don't take anything else away from this call today, I want you to understand that the secret place is available to you, but you have to make yourself available to the, the secret place, available to uh, the one who designs the secret place, and that is God, our Father, um, His Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. I'll let you have the final comment, Patricia. Okay. I'm, I'm, I apologize. Um, no problem. The Lord has put this on me, and it's been on me for a couple of days, and I was telling my big sister about it. And um, within, okay, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not for sure, but it says, he who abides in, 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 in the most, let me just make sure I got it right. Um, but he says, dwell. That's what it is. He says, dwell, dwelling in the um, the most high, right? He who abides in the most high should dwell into the almighty. Is that how it goes? That's the uh, 91st no, I, Psalm. No, it's a and little bit different. You got, it's, 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 uh, it's a little bit different. Let me just share it with you. He okay. that dwells in, dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall okay, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you. Now, the part that got me, and I love it so much, is dwelling. Because dwelling to me means to commune with the Lord. You're in communion with the Lord. Dwelling and communion, is, is that what that is? So for me, um, yes, you are in communion, but to dwell in, to live in, to be in okay. um, right. is, 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 my, is my interpretation of it. Okay. 
Okay, I just uh, that's what I just needed clarification on. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm glad I was able to help you. All right, guys, I'm definitely going to go ahead and end the call. Got a few things that I need to do. I pray that you were blessed, even those that could not or were not in a position to um, make comments. But I just pray that you, this encourages you um, to spend more time in your secret place. Um, and or if you've not done that before, that you would pray and ask God to help navigate you to that place because this is about you and him. We can give you all kinds of steps, but it, it beca- it's up to you to apply the things that we give you. Um, and God can teach you. The Holy Spirit can teach you far better than I ever can. So I want to encourage you uh, to keep going. I want to encourage you. Uh, to make prayer a primary uh, element or component of your day um, when you start your day and then even when you end your day. And remember, you can find respite in your secret place. You all go and grow and be the light that Jesus would be, the light that people would can see in this hopeless and desperate time. I love you. See you back here tonight if you're joining the women's walk it out call or tomorrow morning, which is men's day, Friday. It is men's day. And we're going to learn some more secrets. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Oh, bless you all. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, everyone. Oh, my God.